if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, see hey. Welcome to the CX Podcast. I'm Chris Sheppa. I'm Katie Nordgren. How you doing, Katie? I'm, I live at the bottom of a well. <laughs> You're, you've changed from sea hag to bog hag. I was always a bog hag. <laughs> no, you proposed that we purchase a very expensive winery outside of Victoria today, and I noticed that there was a very fast well on the premises, and I thought I could live in the well. <laughs> It's. I researched it a little bit more and saw that the the winery is like a already established working winery, and you'd have to take over the name and brand, mm-hmm. and like their operations and stuff. So you'd basically be purchasing like an agricultural and like tourism business, which yep. seems like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it does. You can't just like be like, "This is my wine now. It's fuckhead wine. <laughs> <laughs> only fuckheads just, can drink it. It's just for me and my friends." Yep. It's only, it's only a five-acre vineyard, so it's like you could just make enough for just you and your friends. Yeah, like how much... What? I don't even know what a yield is on that kind of crop. That's probably a good reason for us to not buy a vineyard. Yeah, we don't, we bought a vineyard. <laughs> the new Cameron Crowe film out this month. Uh, I would actually love that. Two shitheads buy a vineyard. Okay, yeah, but we bought a vineyard. That's just going to star, like, Diane Keaton and, uh, I don't know, Goldie Hawn or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. And it's going to be great, and the ghost of Nora Ephron will direct the film. <laughs> she dead? Wait, she wrote movies. I don't think she directed them. I'm thinking of Nancy Myers, who also might be dead. I thought they were both alive still. Let me fact check myself. No, no okay. <laughs> the, so as far as me, it's Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's director. Schro- Schrodinger's rom-com. Schrodinger's rom-com. If they are dead or if they are alive and building big, beautiful kitchens everywhere. Mm-hmm. The kitchen in this place is fucking amazing, though. Yeah. And so I was staying with our good friend and past guest several times over Noel. Um, and she was just like, man, like the commercial kitchen, basically commercial kitchen in the house part. And there's like a restaurant type thing on site as well. So you could totally have like fancy little pop-up catering nights, like serenaded with the cello and it'd just be really lovely. Oh man. Fantasy is so much more fun than reality. I know. I mentioned it to Ed just for fun. I was like, I know this isn't even realistic, but we could do this and this and this. And he's like, that sounds just like a horrible, terrible idea. It would never work because X, Y, Z. I'm like, play in the space with me, Edwin. Play in the space with me. Play with me. <laughs> just like, can you indulge fantasy for a second? No. no. Two tourists. Can't do it. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way sometimes. I'm just like, oh no. Oh no. I'm no. No, I'm no. No, I'm no. Gonna, no, I'm not gonna buy a I'm fucking no vineyard. I'm not gonna play in that space. <laughs> it's me, Scrooge McDuck. And so our guest today is Scrooge McDuck. I have left me money bin to come and be on this podcast. <laughs> Actually, you would make a great like Scrooge McDuck. Well, no, like a D and D dwarf of some kind. Oh yeah, I mean, I was born. I was born half dwarf. <laughs> you mean half giant? Yeah, half dwarf, half giant. That's why I'm medium-sized. So average size. I'm medium-ish. I've been listening to a lot of D&D podcasts again. You're a been... nerd. Oh, speaking of podcasts, I've become absolutely obsessed with a new one um, who has one of my favorite people on it as a as a, as a a host. His name is Demi Adetuwebe. Thank uh-huh. you to past guest Marta Wesselhoff for telling me how to say his name. Uh, now I'm really good at it. Yeah. And uh, someone named Miel, I don't know her last name, but the two of them have this show called Pump, Pump Up the Jam. Or no, Punch Up the Jam. Okay. And they just do one song per episode, and they listen to the song, and it's usually something pretty bad, and they figure out how to make it a better song, and then by the end, they either make it a better or a worse song. <laughs> yeah, and they did uh, they did Semi-Charmed Life with Mara Wilson, a.k.a. Matilda. Nice. 
Uh, and it ended up just being a song about, I should smoke less. It's just made it about weed instead of about, like, crystal meth or something. <laughs> so it was a much happier song about, like, not being able to figure out what to watch on Netflix. Aw, that's so it's cute. Just, and it's just, he's so funny and how, so cute. How wholesome. He's so wholesome. That's what I love about him. His YouTube channel just randomly updated with a video called Ghostbusters. And it's a 15-second clip of him playing the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da on his, like, Hitler solid. And the ghost from J- the joke, the shark from Jaws. I'm afraid of a bunch of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> At least twelve to fifteen ghosts. <laughs> He's just so silly and fun, That's and it's lovely. it's very obvious the influence that he had on the first season of of um, the Good Place. Nice. Did not write on the second season of the Good I don't Place. Think so dango, dango. Yeah. I so should... if it wasn't as good, it's because they didn't hire him back. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. I love it. Oh, man. So, yeah, I was uh, daydreaming about beautiful uh, beautiful vineyards and stuff with Noelle. I stayed at her place this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to work in Victoria all last week. I think I mentioned it on last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I was like, instead of going home, I will catch the Island Link bus up to Nanaimo from Victoria, which was delightful. So you just stand around, and a man with a minivan just shows up. And he was very much like a hippie guy. And just, like, you get in the van, you get in the van, and then they, like, stop in all the tiny little towns all the way up. And How long did to, it take? It was, like, an hour, no, almost two hours. That's about as long as it takes to drive, usually. Yeah, so. it was perfectly fine, and it was comfortable, and then I could just stare out the window and watch the ocean go by. And I was just, like, watching on a map of, like, how that terrain in Victoria works is so weird, because you get the whole sticky outy bit that goes to the ferry, mm-hmm. and then it just goes up, and there's, like, an inlet, the Saanich Inlet in the middle, and so when you're suddenly in, like, Shimanus, it's like, oh, take a ferry to Salt Spring Island. It's right there. And I'm like, but Salt Spring is way over there. But it's not. It's right in the middle. So yep. I was having fun with geography and maps because I'm... A loser? Yeah. We've established <laughs> this. I'm certainly not a loser. I'm a nerd. I had a very extremely good week. I'm so glad. Yeah. It sounded like you were having a good week. It sounded like it was really full. Yes. Do you want me to get I'm, into We're here. Stuff? What else the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd rather sit in silence with you companionably for the next 46 minutes. <laughs> it makes for good good airtime. Great airtime. We'll just stare Please. we'll just stare into each other's eyes Lovingly. and like reestablish our bond because we didn't speak at all basically yeah, this week. We'll so. be like um, Maria Bramovich says the artist is presenting mm-hmm. each other. You can be Maria Bramovich and I'll be Yoko Ono and I'll just scream at you while you sit there in silence. <laughs> God bless Yoko Ono. wonder how um, that's going to come through in the recording. <laughs> like a dolphin? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, pretty good. Um, so yeah, I mentioned on the last podcast uh, that it was the last week of the legislative session in Victoria, so I got to go over there and kind of do some last-minute work with some teams, and I got not to... T- not teens. Not teens, no. Some various teams of co-workers that I have in various contexts. Um, and we got to sort of celebrate the end of the session. It was really nice. So it's it's a hard row to hoe when you're over in Victoria because it's like 12 to 14 hour days and sometimes longer because mm-hmm. then you go and you have to be at lobbying event reception things. I did wind up talking to a guy about cybersecurity for an hour. And as much as that sounds like a fucking goddamn nightmare, it was actually really good. And I realized that I know a lot more about shit than I used to, because mm-hmm. I've been learning a lot about tech and... Cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. And Cyber. so he was trying to convince me that, like, you know, the prevention and blah, blah, and I was like, oh, well, with my public health degree, I definitely agree. Prevention, blah, 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 ounce of cure, blah, 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 better investment, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, oh, my God. 
what a great metaphor. I'm going to use that. And I actually taught them a little bit on like how to lobby government. Wow. And I realized that that's actually like a huge part of like some roles that I have. And it's potentially a future career when I'm much older as like being a consultant wow. to folks. And then in part of our trainings, I went for some training. They, they actually mentioned that that's part of one of the things, the services that I can provide. Cause now I know so much about what goes on in there that I can tell people like, Hey, when you do X, Y, Z, it actually really pisses people off and no one's going to read your stuff. Mm -hmm. So what I would recommend is you do ABC instead. And because I'm not giving this shit away for free on this podcast, you got to pay me a premium to get the content. (laughs) (laughs) Unlock this with our Stitcher app. app. I don't know what that even does. (laughs) Patreon. Yeah, I'll do a Patreon of how to lobby government. Oh, God. (laughs) I think I would get in a lot of trouble. You won the driest Patreon account of all time. But, you know, it's pretty good. It's like, I just want people to, if they've got a good idea and they don't know how to advocate for themselves, like they definitely, you know, there's a certain way to do it. And a lot of organizations that I really think are doing fucking amazing work because they know the community really well, they don't know how to advocate and they usually have smaller budgets. They usually have fewer staff. They're usually pretty overworked doing things off the side of their desk. I'm thinking like smaller orts Orts, orts organizations, arts organizations. Oh, I love the orts. And, uh, you know, uh, going up against someone like the Vancouver Art Gallery, who's got a whole team of professional government relations people, mm. you know, it's kind of an unfair advantage. And it's like the, the smaller organizations would be happy with, you know, 10 grand. They'd be like, holy fuck, we could do some amazing stuff. But the art gallery is like, please give me more money. <laughs> money, please. Yeah, so it's like... We have to give it to Douglas Copeland for some reason. But yeah, just going up against big, big things. So I just, you know, I want to give some more advice to some folks that maybe need a little bit of a hand. So that felt really good. So that my first sort of night was like, huh, I think I actually kind of know what the fuck I'm talking about. That feels good. And then on another evening, I got to hang out with my old cello teacher and I believe I've probably said this on the podcast that he's an MLA for Sunshine Coast. Yeah. So Nick Simons, he he kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, we actually do a regular music night with a bunch of uh, MLAs uh, up in the library. So if you want to come and I'll let you play my cello. So I show up and it's the MLA for Maple Ridge Mission. Bob Deeth used to be a record producer and he's hey. a really amazing piano player bunch of other MLAs that are playing instruments and singing and it basically wow. turned into like live action karaoke which That's was really, really sweet cool. everyone just had a really nice time and then I like borrowed Nick's cello and started like jamming along and people were like "Ooh, wow she could play stuff like I uh he started playing Stairway to Heaven on the piano and so I just played the melody line <laughs> on the cello and then the yeah, I don't know what I'm doing there, but I'm so tired. <laughs> I got to do, like, the shredding, but... And, like, not exactly, like, the solo. I don't know how to play but, like, close enough approximation. I had, like, some MLAs, like, headbanging and, like, nice. filming me. Then I played a cover of I Need My Girl, because that's a good one. Yep. A bunch of people sang along, because they knew it. Oh, cool. And then I played one of my original songs. Nice. And I got a fucking standing ovation from, like, a whole bunch of elected officials. That's wild. It felt really good. And yeah. I messaged Katie. I'm like, I feel really good. Maybe I just need attention sometimes. And you're like, um, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I was like, sometimes? <laughs> like, it's only because I can say that because it's pot to kettle. Like, yeah. we need it. We need it. Like, yeah. we absolutely need acclaim and attention and validation and to be recognized for the things that we're good at. 
But, you know, it also, I haven't really played music for a long time, so that was a nice thing, too. It felt like it really topped up my soul tank. You say that every time you play music, that you should play music more, because it yeah. makes you feel good. Yeah, because I'm a dummy, and I don't follow through on my own advice, even though I know what's good for me. Listen, listen to the podcast. Ew. More. Ew, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's so boring. <laughs> Oh my god, we're so boring. <laughs> Why do we even do this? <laughs> we just like start weeping. <laughs> no, whatever. It's fine. Because we need attention. Yeah. And a very nice small number of people give it to us. Yeah, but I really I really did enjoy the, uh, you know, that folks kind of came up and it's like, even though I'm not necessarily proving myself in like my work work, it was like still some like... <laughs> But do you know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, some professional recognition of just, like, oh, cool, you've got, like, a lot to offer, and oh, yeah. we didn't know who you were before, and now we do know, and, like, the next day I was, like, high-fiving folks in the legislative hallway, and that felt pretty cool, you know? It's very cool. There is nothing better than in a group where you're not really sure of your own status and standing where you can show off something you know that you're good at. Mm-hmm, that other people kind of can't do. Yeah, and it's just, it's cool to impress people. Yeah. It gives you social power. Yeah, a little social capital, like, I don't know, it like, uh, it just felt really nice, and I was telling Noelle, and she was saying, oh yeah, I remember you were kind of struggling with feeling where you fit in, and this and that, so it just felt really good, and people are just like, I can't wait to see you play again next time, like, all that, um, I got asked to potentially play at, like, someone's wedding or event, (laughs) Because uh, I made a funny joke. I was just like, I'm available for weddings and events. She's like, really? Well, we have me... a wedding event. Yeah, give me your card. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, got videos of it. I got introduced to our premiere by another different MLA who liked my music. Like, oh, did you hear about this girl? Like, they apparently brought me up in their caucus meeting. Wow. And like, gave another round of applause, like, to my cello teacher. It's like, wow, sounds like somebody's having a good fucking week. Yeah, I am. <laughs> And, and my cello teacher, Nicholas, said the sweetest thing as people were coming up to him. And I know I've already told you this, but whatever. I just need it on record for the podcast because it's so nice. It's nice. Um, they were congratulating him on teaching me so well. He's like, I taught her how to type, but she wrote a book. And I, like, teared right. up. Of it course. was. And then he was like, he said to me, he's like, and Chris, it's really good that you can, like, actually play in tune now. I was like, oh, shady. <laughs> just got to hack you off right at the end. No, but in a sweet way. Yeah. It was really nice. Just, like, I haven't, he hasn't ever seen me play really since I stopped taking lessons. So right. it's been, like, a really long time. Like 15 years. So it's, uh, that felt very fucking cool. Um, and then I got to, yeah, just hang out with a lot of my really nice coworkers from all across the province because we were all together in one place. I got to learn a shit ton about, like, Indigenous history and, like, the legal context and how all these different court challenges were coming up around, like, who's status, who's not status, how things got super fucked up around gender, like, when the British came in and, like, all these different things. Um, we did, like, a whole two-hour learning exercise around that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was pretty neat. And, yeah, got to just spend some time hanging out with some folks and then hanging out with some folks in Nanaimo and I just feel like I did it all pretty good. Ooh, there was a clothing swap. There was a little house party for the end of session and it's all all the like fancy ladies like bringing their nice their professional blazers. clothes and I wound up making out with like no, wait, that sounds bad. Like yeah. I didn't yeah. not making out with a person, making out with one blazer and 16 blouses. 16 blouses. 16 blouses because this one person, this one woman bought like, 16 of the exact same style with every single different pattern. 
as you do, and now they all don't fit her. So and they all fit me really nicely. So I'm just like, I will take every single one. Thank you. Have you. Sixteen blouses now. Yeah, I'll show you them later. They're really nice quality wow. too. It's very impressive. Yeah, I do need to get them all slightly tailored because they're a bit. The straps are a bit too long, mm. and so they show off lots of bust. I see. So I'll get them slightly shortened, and then I'll have yeah, sixteen beautiful drapey flowy tops for summer. Why not? Which I'm Trez excited about, and Sweet. a and a black blazer. Nice. Which you kind of need is classic uh, business lady time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm excited. <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> I feel like I'm just like bombarding you, like and then this and then this, and you're just sitting there like uh huh. Uh huh. And I've had my period so bad that I feel like I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> so I'm having a great week. I'm sorry. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> just a different level of energy, you know. I'm just my body is trying to expel itself right now, and it hurts a turn, lot. Turning yourself inside out. Yeah, uh, you want to put my tender heart in a blender. Watch it spin round to a beautiful oblivion. That's Ron- what it... Rendezvous, and I'm through with you. That's <laughs> what it feels like in the lower, the lower 40 today. I'm having a real Eve 6 situation down here. It's a real Eve 6 situation. <laughs> God, Eve 6. Are they still around? I, I hope not. Sorry, <laughs> Eve 6. What's the guy's name from that band again? Max? I met him at Somersault when I was 15. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, That's man. not a great age to be musicians. No. So impressionable. <laughs> so yeah. terrorized. So terrorized. God, I've talked about that on the mm-hmm. podcast before. The guy who, like, humped my butt there yeah. when I was 15. I was like, I just got my braces off. <laughs> like, stop it. Please. Uh, I got I got my, my goo came on Monday. Oh, yes, you have a skincare regimen. I got my goop. Uh, Your skin does look really nice. Thank you. It feels very nice. Uh, you look glowy. I had this massive honking giant zit there uh, that popped up on Tuesday, and then I tried to pick at it for like three days, and then yeah. I've just been moisturizing it like crazy to uh, stop it from being a scab on my face, and like it's almost gone. Nice. Which is, yeah. Oh, I forgot you were going to maybe bring me samples of some You've of your gotta goo. Gotta remind me. I know. Well, Such good goo. I forgot. I'm, I, I have to say the... Uh, the hyaluronic acid, which I've, I've been recommended many times as like a super moisturizer for your face, mm-hmm. is like, um, it's really sticky. So I mix it with water to put mm-hmm. it on my face because it like sucks in the water molecules into your skin and like plumps, plumps it all up. Oh. And uh, it works really good. But the, my favorite product is this thing called Buffet. And it's just like a, it's a, a solution of peptides. Literally don't know what that means. Don't know what it does. <laughs> there are copper peptides in it. It's, it's a blue color and it smells a little bit like old pennies. But like when I put it on my face, my face just feels calm. Like it's just like instantly my skin kind of goes like, ah. Oh. Which is wild, and it just feels good. I'm like, oh, I'm putting science on my face now. And I like the retinoid a lot, which is in, like, a squalene oil, which is really, like, it just gets... Squalene! It just gets sucked in, and I really feel like the lines in my forehead are starting to look a little bit, like, lessened, so... So I'm a big fan, and it was really cheap. It was, like, 50 bucks for... A whole thing? For a whole giant skincare regime. And uh, the only thing I want to try now is this stuff that's like niacinamide, I think it's called, which is just really good for when your skin breaks out. So okay. I want to shrink my pores. I'm like, yeah, aggressive self-care for the last little while, uh, only being slightly derailed by the fact that, again, my bottom is falling out. <laughs> your chassis? My chassis. My <laughs> chassis, just like I left it on the road back there. Uh, I'm just rattling, just rattling around It's on a, a limp axle. I saw a tweet that was like... Uh... Why aren't we capitalizing on all of this like new skincare fad with all the molecules and things like that of getting women way more into like STEM, STEM or, like yeah. chemistry? You know, like 
I do. It's got to be more of that. I'm, uh, I'm working on a joke about it, making it, like, uh, t- calling it sort of, like, modern witchcraft, because it's, I mean, it's, like, science, but it's also, like, oh, double level, put a potion on my face. Well, yeah, because you don't actually know what it fucking does, so therefore yeah. it's, like, not really scientific. You're just throwing it on there, like, I'm like, well, I hope this helps. <laughs> this tincture of, I don't know, skunk butt. Nice. That's like, yeah, making my tithing to the goddess Sephora. <laughs> Um, I love that. Yeah, I thought you might. I, w- I almost wish I hadn't put that on there, but it's fine. No, no, no. You know what? We recorded it. The date is on there. It's set. If someone starts doing this bit after now, then I can kill them. Great. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. We'll we'll put like a solution of peptides into their water. Yes. <laughs> It'll be Smart exactly water. like Heather's. <laughs> um, I have a skin cream that's like a anti-fatigue night cream and it has some hyaluronic acid and then like lavender in it so that mm. and it makes your skin feel just nice and tingly and it just like puts me to sleep because it just like yeah i do find it's got a bit of a tingle on it same with the retinoid mm-hmm. stuff uh, but it doesn't uh, i don't know i thought the retinol would uh, make my skin really mad but it doesn't nice so it's cool because i guess because i do have kind of old lady skin now but it feels really soft yeah and i i noticed that because i was in a hotel um for a week stroke my cheek Oh, your cheek's so soft. Like a baby's cheek. Nice. Oh, nice try my cheek. You're pretty, also pretty soft. Yeah. <laughs> You're so, a smooth little dumpling. Um, yeah. So, being in a hotel for, like, five days straight, I, like, did a skincare regimen every night, even mm-hmm. when I was, like, out, the one night that I was out quite late. I was just, like, I came home, I still did all my skincare. Didn't good, good, good. quite remember, but I, all the jars were there in the right spots, and my skin felt really good, so <laughs> I imagine that I did a full skincare regimen. I haven't gone to bed without washing and cleaning my face in super, super long time, even, like, when I came home drunk and furious from New Year's, mm-hmm. I was still like, oh, fucking people just don't know how to control themselves. <laughs> right. Washing just your like, face. Just, like, washing it off and, like, okay, moisturize, ready for bed. <laughs> I wait for nobody. Yeah. My skin is clean. Plus, I just hate waking up all crusted. Mm-hmm. Like, mascara, like, just glued. I know. And you're like, oh, no, that I was did like, bad. That was, like, my whole 20s where you just wake up, and then you'd go to brunch in your last night's makeup, and it Ugh. just, sometimes it looked really sexy, but it mostly looked trashy, I'm, I'm sure. sure we smelled terrible. Like, but it didn't matter. It didn't hurt like it does now. Yeah. To do that. Like, you would be like, ooh, I feel kind of gross. I overdid it. But it didn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I literally had... Yeah, you just, like, I've had a hangover so bad in the last little while that it was just, like, I couldn't... I want to die. ...function, yeah, like, I just... I would take death, a temporary death right now. Temporary death. So, yeah, like, let me sleep, Give put me in a temporary coma until, like... Until this is over. Until my liver, and just pump me full of fluids and yeah. just let it self-regulate. Give me the milk thistles, yeah. Yeah, I've been, since I've been sort of, like, watching, just watching everything, like, not even watching what I eat, just, like scrupulously recording absolutely everything that goes into my mouth. <laughs> Just kidding, nothing weird goes in there. <laughs> um, but I went uh, I went to my friends uh, Janine and Jordan's last night, and we had, like, really healthy dinner. We, uh, I brought that... I made the biggest fucking salad of my life yesterday to bring to, like, this... We had uh, a family picnic in, uh, in Mission, so I had to drive to Mission. That's an hour's drive there, hour's drive back. I was there for an hour and 20 minutes. I got there late because I like had to stay and make the salad and then I realized that I was so late that everybody had already eaten and nobody wanted to eat it. Oh, so it was like total no. gift of the magi situation oh, where I was like oh. so bad. It was I felt guilty but my mom and I just laughed about it. It's just like, well I have a lot of salad now to eat. So if anybody wants to come over and eat my fucking salad, <laughs> it should still be good by the time this is out. <laughs> 
But yeah, so you brought I, some. You brought I, some I to brought your friend's place. Big old thing of that salad, and it all got it. And I brought some some chicky thighs, and and we roasted cauliflower. It was just a really good old time. Mm-hmm. We had some just vodka sodas, and I had just a few, and I was still blasted, like totally blasted, and then cross faded. So I was like, ooh, party Saturday, and I ended up actually sleeping for eight hours last hey, night. Hey, congratulations! Thank you so much. It's the first time in forever. Yeah, that's why I'm like a little zesty, but also still kind of drowsy because I'm just probably still like full of edibles mm-hmm. <laughs> deep down inside. Mm-hmm. Probably still a little bit like. I wonder, like, if the grimace tastes like anything if you lick him. But the grimace is supposed to be a taste bud. So, what does a taste bud taste like? We can't know. Who tastes? What is the sound of one hand clapping? Who tastes the taste bud? Who watches the, the Watchmen? Watchmen. <laughs> oh, grimace! The grimace. We talked about that at work one day with a whole bunch of people. Where it's like, what the fuck are the McDonald's mascots anyway? Their mascot is a guy that steals from them. I think that was somebody else's joke. Burgling hams. Yep. Like yeah, a weird, children made of fries. <clears throat> a weird taste bud, a chicken McNugget. Literally like, just anthropomorphic McNuggets. But no, like a bird who was a pilot, so she couldn't fly, I guess, as a bird. She had to get her own I mean she's a piece of chicken. Yeah. She's not like a chicken. She's like a part of a chicken that's a nugget. I thought she was like a bird. That's birdie. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the McNugget kids, because no, there's no, no. also the McNuggets. Which are, that's creepy. But no, I was talking about birdie. It's like... Oh, she's just a bird. But I'm the alive part of the thing that you're going to kill to... Yeah, she's just a bird. But what the fuck? But then she flies a fucking plane? Like, birds can fly. Since like, when did she fly? Oh my god, I don't remember I any of this McDonald's a, I cannon. thought she was a pilot. I she wore was little, one of the McNuggets. She wore little goggles and the scarf, like the aviator outfit, like a fucking... This is great content we're making right now. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I thought that's what it was. So. But I'm not going to check. No, we're never going to check. We'll never know. And that's for the best, I think. And there's a craft beer festival happening right now at the Peony, and I can hear it coming through the uh, speakers. Oh, I thought that was Ed playing guitar down in the basement. Mm-mm. And I should so, have guessed when it was all Dave Matthews band. <laughs> Our whole neighborhood has once again become like a dumping ground for Evos. Yes. That's why there was no parking spaces on the side. Yep. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. That's bad. It's Apparently I have an Evo membership, and I didn't sign up for it, but I got a BCAA membership, which oh signs you up for Evo. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So now I have, like, car insurance plus more, like, car share things. Nice. I gotta get a, I gotta get the, um, car to go, because they have that in Montreal, so. And I looked at the price of renting a car, expecting it to be as cheap as it is, like, in most places to rent a car, which is usually, like, $21 a day, I want to say. Like, what? Really? I tried to, like, I wanted to rent a car in Victoria to drive to Nanaimo. It was $160. That's wild, because, like, yeah, I just, I've rented cars. I rented a car from uh, Enterprise with my, I had a moto membership, and it only supposed to save you, like, 5 or 15%, and it, it ended up costing me, like, $70 for four days to rent this car. What? It was bonkers. It was super dirt cheap. So I thought it would cost me like two or three hundred dollars to rent a car for two weeks. Not so. It is a thousand. So I was like, I won't be doing Montreal's that. Montreal's extremely like walkable and yeah. transitable, though. Because are in and, a weird location. For and it. you know that il fait beau dans le metro, so it doesn't matter like what you wear. You don't have to wear a coat. Do you know that il fait beau dans le metro? Uh, it was an ad campaign in the seventies uh, to be like, it's fucking cold in Montreal, but it's nice in the. Maintenant le supermarché. <laughs> Ananas. Jus d'orange. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I heard that there's like a whole fucking underground city in Montreal. Yeah. 
which I assume is cool in the summer, as similar as it is to being warm in the winter. So you'll have fun. And then, yeah, if there's little cardigos, you can go zipping around. I am really excited to meet um, Tracy Steer in Montreal. Who is that? She's a friend of uh, Emily White, past guest and cookbook authoress. Authoress? Did I just fucking call her an authoress? Wow. Sorry, I read a lot of historical fiction. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe I was a character referred to herself as being an authoress, which I just found very funny. Oh, the Victorians. Any hoozle. Uh, she is this super dynamo blogger and writer, and she's just really gorgeous and made two very beautiful children. And I mean, the fact that they're beautiful isn't really consequential, but I, like I've mentioned before, I don't really like ugly children. So I will actually, <laughs> like, I'm willing to hang out with her kids because they seem like they're cute and cool. Oh my God. <laughs> she just seems really cool. She has like the best fashion ever, and she does like, she makes little miniatures. She makes uh, miniature dollhouses and things and makes miniature designs for the rooms, like, as a hobby to like soothe her soul like wow nice yeah she's just super cool so i'm gonna hang out with a super cool lady for yeah. a bit in yeah. montreal Should a buddy in montreal in montreal mm-hmm. i hope that no they're not gonna let me in if they if the if montreal hears this <laughs> if montreal hears this i hope you run into hoxley workman because he's living there right okay. now. Okay, I'll be like, hey, he, he, my friend knows you kind of a little bit, maybe. Um, I hope that you get to go to a nice, like, have a nice evening in the park where you just, like, drink wine and lo- watch the sunset. And eat habitant stew out of the can. <laughs> Stop wrecking everything. J'aime <laughs> l'habitant. <laughs> get some late night poutines. Find, like, oh, you could, did you know ever know Laura Boo? No. Okay, she runs a big queer party. Cool. Um, and I forget what it's called. Um, this is, again, great, great, great content. Um, a big drag show and a big dance party. Wicked. And so you guys should totally get hooked up with those folks. Yeah. I think it's called Pomp. Pomp? P-O-M-P. Le Pomp. And um, I was going to say, like, oh, I hope that amazing music festival that they have there is at the same time, but then I remembered you don't like music festivals, <laughs> so that would not be actually a bonus. It's after the jazz festival, and I don't even know if they're doing Just for Laughs in Montreal anymore. I think they're just doing it in Toronto. What? No, but just for real. No, they definitely are doing Montreal. Uh, I've only seen ads for the Toronto Comedians one. Comedians still that. talk about doing Montreal. <laughs> I'm going to do Montreal. <laughs> I joined the uh, the Montreal com- Comedians Comedians. Um, group on Facebook, so mm-hmm. hopefully I'll be able to finagle a couple of, of yeah. spots that way. But I really just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to plan too much, because the thing is, is there's some people who are like, oh, Montreal's so great, you can do X, Y, Z, and then there are the people who like, oh, you know that surgery is, like, actually really miserable to support someone through, and that you have to help them with, like, a lot of gross shit, and I was like, cool, thank you for reminding me, like, I know, mm-hmm. it's cool, it's fine, but I just don't need to think about it a ton right now, because it's not like I can prepare myself for it. Mm-hmm. Really, because mm-hmm. if I run through like, oh, here's some possibilities, I'm still not actually considering like, it's not looking at reality. Mm-hmm. It's just looking at potential reality. So, yeah. just kind of like if I learn to, if I try to learn something now and then I'm taught something contrary, I'm going to be very confused. So, yeah, you're just gonna do what the nice people at the recovery center tell you to do to support. Yeah, exactly. And if I don't, if I don't know what to do, and if I don't feel like I can do it, I'll pay someone to do it. Mm-hmm. Luxury. Yes. Privilege. Yeah, pretty it's nice. Great. Yeah, it helps. Privilege is awesome, and I love having it, but not at the expense of other people not having it. I just like being able to live 
unencumbered for the most part. Yeah. So, like, yeah, let's fight so that everyone can have that. Yeah, everybody should be able to have that. It shouldn't be incredibly unique that I can. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I'm also, uh, I, I've, I've stupidly spent some more money and I'm going down to Portland on the... 21st for a few days just fun. for fun just because I won't be able to go to the queer comedy festival and I really want to see my friend Nikki and I really want to see my friend Chris other Chris a different Chris an inferior Chris I I know all of this yeah there could be no there can <laughs> there can be only one good one just kidding no Chris Katami I'm very excited to see him he runs my I'm, favorite I'm, open mic I'm the best girl Chris in your life Yes. I mean, without a doubt. I did have to think about it for a second. I'm like, whose feelings am I about to hurt? <laughs> Nobody's, because nobody listens to this. <laughs> Other than Katya. Katya, you smell. No, she's fine. <laughs> she smells. And Laura listens to this. Hi, Laura, Laura, hi. Yeah. They're just like, let's say hi to everybody who maybe <laughs> Mer- listens to And Meredith. Hi, Meredith. I don't even know if Meredith still listens to this. No. She's a married woman now. <laughs> yeah, you can't, as when you're married, you're not allowed to listen to this anymore because you like men, apparently. Disgusting. I said she's married woman. I totally assumed that she's married She married a, a dude. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe Tess still listens to this. Hi, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> My wife? No. Oh, okay. I'm like, I was like, no, she doesn't. No. <laughs> Oh man, so as as we go on to name the four people who still listen to this show, what can we do to make the show more interesting <laughs> for for us and for other people? Because like, yeah. I mean, at first I think the, the chat format just carried it. Mm-hmm. But now we've talked to everyone we know. Pretty much. Basically. So what, like, I love listening to Retail Nightmares because they just throw segments out all the time. And some of them are terrible and some of them are hilarious, but they seem to just enjoy how bad they are sometimes. Nice. And I sometimes wonder, like, what can we do that is that has that sort of vibe to it, but isn't immediately just aping mm-hmm. what they do? What kind of questions can we ask people? What sort of format should we be yeah, looking question, at? Yeah, question, games, like, different kinds of other things. I don't know, man. I really have, like, zip, zilch, the other. Like, there's... Remember we kind of came up with like, oh, what are some things like I really want to dig deeper into people's backgrounds? And then I've tried to steer the conversations that way with certain folks that I don't know. And like I've encountered a little bit of resistance about like, I don't want to talk about my past. I want to talk about like what's going on now. And it's like, I don't want to talk about my past. (laughs) It's like, okay, sure. So like, do you have like five different sets of questions and then you they get to pick the one that they want or something like that. I don't know. I'm, like, I'm thinking kind of like um, my friend Blake, uh, uh, he goes by Rags is his, uh, his like media name, I guess. Rags Blake. He uh, is a music journalist and he's done, he's about to do his 69th series for his 68th. He got interviewed by someone else for it. Uh, and I was like, why didn't you not wait for the next one? Like, yeah. Why did you not put out your interview of yourself for 69? Yeah, because it's Unless like... you're doing an interview with, like, a porn star for the next one, um... in which case, double nice. But you missed this nice opportunity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 68. Anyway, he uh, interviewed me, I guess, because he didn't have anybody else to talk to. <laughs> and I just really super enjoyed talking to him. Like, he asked good questions, like... Mm-hmm. And I gave him one to ask people, which was like, do you have, like, is, can you give an example of like a time that a teacher really stood up for you or something like that? Like somebody, like something a teacher did that really made you change track or whatever. And I just really liked the way that he formatted his questions because I felt like I got to give really thoughtful answers. Like, have you ever seen a ghost kind of thing? Nice. So I was like, yes, I have. Let me tell you of the time. 
Yeah. So I like that. I like I like having a format for the conversation. A good follow up interviewer would say, "Tell me about seeing a ghost," but I can't remember if you have or not. Oh yeah, I totally have. Okay. I didn't actually see the ghost. We more like experienced slash heard the ghost. Oh okay. The one about how I had a séance at the. Uh, oh, in the graveyard. In the graveyard that was directly beside, like attached, sharing a fence with my elementary school. Right. <laughs> Great urban planning, North Delta. Nice work. <laughs> So yeah, that school's haunted as hell. Yeah, like so, like the things that we really like to talk about with people, you know, we can figure out those topics and then find a good key question that kicks it off. Mm-hmm. But like, will prevent us from repeating our own fucking shit all the time. But I'd like to ask people about like where, like, what's your dream place that you would like to live? Like talking about fixing up a vineyard or whatever, like those kinds of fantasy situations. If you're unencumbered by. Yeah. Reality, like what would your like ideal sort of lifestyle be? I, that's a good question. Yeah. I really, I, that's something that I... Because I love, I love fantasy scenarios so much. <laughs> well, what if, I wonder if we could like split up the podcast into two sections, because we always do a break, well, we usually do a break in the middle, sometimes we just can... Uh, God damn it, words, we just contrive of a break. But, you know... We usually do it. Yeah. So I wonder if we could do, like, the first half could just be our usual catch-up and what's going on right now. <laughs> Reality and then the second part is fantasy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Like, one way or the other, we could do fantasy first and then reality. Mm-hmm. But I like I like ending on the fant- the fanciful. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of an interesting way to go about it. So there's is. probably a couple of different things, like, if you fantasize about, like... Yeah, lots of different things that you could fantasize about. So I love the living situation or travel... Or if someone, like, if you wrote your memoir, like, what would you fantasize that that would be about, or what the movie would be like, or something like that, or, um, yeah, we did talk to some folks about this, I think, where it's just like, what are your fantasies for your life, and what are some things that you wish that you could do that you can't, or don't feel like you have the cojones to do, Mm -hmm. you know, so if you were, if you were unencumbered by blank, what would you do? Oh, fuck, that's like a game. If you were unencumbered by shame, what would you do? If you were unencumbered by fear, this what would a, you do? This if is you're... a therapy question. Like, yeah. it's, it's very much so, okay, I like this. There, I think I think having some therapy questions would be kind of interesting. What would you do? If I sang out of tune. Would you stand up and walk out on me? I would. Oh. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would lend you my ears and I'd sing you a And you'd be song. like, Katie, you're up here and I need you down here. <laughs> <laughs> What would you do if it wasn't in the way? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, if, you know, financial stuff or... But shame is such a good one. I like, know. if you didn't have shame, what would you do? Like, yeah, that's... People ask me that all the time and be like... I would be exactly like Mae West if I didn't have any shame. Tess and I love to watch old movies, as I've mentioned several times on the podcast, because I think that makes me interesting somehow. <laughs> I watched them in black and white. <laughs> so we watched Mae West's I'm No Angel, which also stars Cary Grant, who doesn't show up to like one third of the way from the end of the movie, which I love. <laughs> She's just, the whole movie, like the, the title screen comes up, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like written screenplay, all dialogue by Mae West. We're like, oh yeah, no shit. Really <laughs> moments into it. And so she comes out 
in the beginning, it's just, we're at a circus, like a traveling circus, and there's a bunch of men milling about, like, oh, we're gonna see Tyra! We're gonna see the beautiful Miss Tyra! And so the uh, circus performers, like, lay out these tables and roll out the red carpet, and she just kind of, like, wanders out in a costume and wanders back in, like, come up and see me! You know, like, that kind of vibe. She's just slubbing around. She's like, oh, you like this? Better come inside to see more of it. Or whatever. She's like, I do such great dancing, do such great singing. And all the men, like, pay their money to go in. And she just, like, does the laziest fucking shimmy <laughs> dance of all time. Just, <laughs> like, like, pulling up a scarf in front of her, like, ugh. And pulling up a, like, ugh, do you like this or what? <laughs> and the guy's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ooh, we doggy. <laughs> you know, like, there's, like, ooh, I like her. She seems like a nice girl. <laughs> and then there's, like, a big, chonky politician man with a dirty, skeezy mustache who's flashing this giant diamond pinky ring at her. And so she, like, contrives to meet with him, and Ooh. then uh, her terrible boyfriend knocks him out, and and they try to make off with uh, with his diamond ring, and then, yeah, so it's, it's a bunch so of misadventures. So being a bit of a, a grifter, like a sexy she's, grifter. She's, an, she's, a, she's a grifter adjacent, okay. but she wants better for herself, and she, she moves up in the ranks by becoming the lion tamer in this. Ooh. It's like, all they want is for Tyra to stick her head in this lion's mouth. And that's the big thing that they want. And it seems very sexual. <laughs> I, I got a, a joke for you. Not really. It's just a, a secret. Uh, the whole movie is very sexual. <laughs> it is. It is implicit. Innu- innuendo for days. It's implicit, but it's also extremely out there. Like it, it's really very much like the idea is that she slept with so many men. But the way that the movie's shot, it kind of seems like she mostly just lets them kiss her <laughs> and then buy her things. But she has like this whole credenza full of men's photos with like uh, um, an animal statue behind them that like represents the man. So it's like a skunk. And her Cary Grant is represented by like a sexy stallion or something like that. Because <laughs> he's 100 feet tall, he's probably got a giant wiener. Um, but it's just such a fun movie. It's set in 1933, and she's like 44 in this movie. Wow, and, and it's yeah. just. She's just got her painted on eyebrows. She's like, oh, I'm just, I'm tired. <laughs> Give me something to eat or drink. I don't know where the men's. <laughs> and she manages to hire, like, at some point, uh, her character has, like, four or five maids. And they're all black women, but she makes sure each of them gets a speaking role in the movie because she cast the movie, too. Oh. So she's able to be like, all right, well, this is, you know, this is what I'm going to do is, like, make sure that you all get paid. Mm-hmm. And because at the time she was dating a black man whose boxing name was Gorilla Joe. Yikes. Not great in the 30s, but Mae West was very ahead of her time. So that's something I noticed. And so if I was, if I had no shame at all, I'd be a lot more like her because she really didn't give a shit what anybody thought. And some of her movies were not very good, Mm -hmm. but she got them made. And she's famous forever because of it. Like she's just a hilarious, interesting, funny person. And just because she wasn't. Like, was she all that beautiful, even? I don't know. She just acted as if she was, and people treated her as if she was. Cool. Loved it. It The way that you were kind of describing her, I'm just like, that reminds me of that Franny Fisher episode, and then it, where she was the lion tamer in <laughs> the thing, and it's like, just anything that Franny Fisher does in that show is just like, I love it. Like, she swans around in beautiful outfits exactly and silk kimonos, and like, yeah, dates a bevy of handsome men of all types, and, yep. and like... And some women, like, I believe that there's some innuendo about that, at least mm-hmm. anyway, and 
like is a badass and like isn't particularly skilled in like a martial art or anything like no. that to so she just kind of sometimes grapples and like sometimes shoots a revolver so it's not as unrealistic as like I would love to be like a jujitsu master or whatever. sorry I was watching jujitsu videos all weekend because our friend Noelle is now doing jujitsu of and course she is pretty fucking cool she's gonna be able to do a hurricane rana in no time I bet yeah she's just like take the fight to the floor bitches and then you can just like pin them. I'm very proud of her. It's very she's would, very sinewy now. She's I'd very like to, muscly. I'd like to wrestle Noelle. Yeah, I bet she could take me. Take you, yeah. <laughs> oh no, you've defeated me, Noelle. <laughs> oh no, what will you do now? <laughs> Feed me delicious food? Be beautiful around me? Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, so I would like to do a Franny Fisher type existence. That would be pretty cool. Oh my god, right? Like just just be so horny at people all the time and they just love it and are flustered. Like, oh, okay. I feel like I kind of do that, but I don't know if it's taken as well all the time. (laughs) I don't know if you just have to be 106 pounds or something to pull it off, but... Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. But <laughs> Whatever, yeah, it's not, that's never going to happen for either of us, so. <laughs> but I don't know. So, like, yeah, if you were unencumbered by blank, what would you... So, yeah, what about, like, asking some therapy questions? Yeah. And keeping it, like, yeah, reality and then fantasy. Yeah. Is this the real life? Is this the fantasy? Aww. Either side. It's a queen reference. That makes me happy. Of course. Yeah, so it's like, you know, in and as sea hags, it's like, we're us. We're just who we yeah. are. But then it's like, we're also, we see ourselves in this fantastical light where it's like, oh, we're actually, we're actually witches that live in a fucking chanty blah, blah, blah. So So I really feel like that is something that we're about is like the very, the aggressively real and the aggressively unreal. Like, Mm -hmm. like, and those, the line between those things is a lot more blurred than uh, Mm -hmm. than people allow it to be. But we get real about our own, you know, limitations and mental health and like all these different things Mm -hmm. and like the way that we really feel about topics we'll get into, but it's like having the... And letting guests, like, explore their fantasy, whatever. And that means we can have people on again and ask them new questions. Yeah, well, and, and even <laughs> even instead of just trying to make the whole podcast about both of those things mm-hmm. all the time and, like, trying to incorporate fantasy and reality at all points, just teasing them apart and, mm-hmm. and making it a little more structured. So I think that's mm-hmm. that's good. I don't, I don't really care which way we do it, but I like the reality versus fantasy. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Okay. So let's give that a try for a few weeks and see how it works. Okay. We should probably start with trying to actually book some guests in advance. It's been really fucking hard to find anybody. Yeah. And it's the summer though. It's tough. It's the summer end because again, like we don't have the best elevator pitch. And so when people are like, what's your show about? Why do you want me to be on it? It's like, "Mm, just do it. Please just do it. (laughs) Please just come and do this for us. Please just come be on the show. You gotta do it. Yeah. Is there That's anything? My pitch. <laughs> is there anything that you're looking forward to in the next like coming week or two? Um, that's that's not my that's not my journal. That's not my that's not my name. Where am I? Who am I? Oh, I'm getting a new laptop tomorrow morning. Oh, yes. or tomorrow during the day at some point it will arrive at my house and I'm. It is the first good computer I will have in probably seven or eight years, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about because it will allow me to do audio and video editing. Oh, nice. So I'll be able to like actually maybe make cool stuff because I know Tessa wants to buy this crazy special digital camera that has like 18 different lens faces like built into it. It's like a, 
it's the form factor is what she, it's just like her favorite phrase. It's the form factor. So the shape of it, the basic usage of it is like a cell phone camera, but it is only a camera and it Ooh. is like 13 bajillion megapixels or something Ooh, like that. Ooh, la-di-da. So. But it works as a video camera. So I'm very interested in making a couple shorts yeah. and putting them online. So. Oh, hey, that would be so nice. You could do a test of your pilot, of your show. Something like that. Yeah, I really, I really do want to like actually put some things up on YouTube this year, um, whether or not they're good or done or even like, I just want to be able to like make a very short film, like even a minute long. Yeah. It's just something that I can put up and, and work with video, like learn how to video and audio edit. Mm-hmm. So that's something I really want to do, but also just writing period. I like, I literally don't have something to type on. Time, that's, yeah. I'm very sorry, Lori Landry, who was a past guest who, and we, I don't know. I hope she can hear this. And I don't know if she listens, but, uh, but I have not transcribed our episode. I haven't finished it yet because I literally haven't been able to. You don't have a fucking functioning keyboard and I don't have the time to finish the second half. No, it takes a really long time to transcribe things. So now I'll be able to get it. Get her done. Yeah, cool. Get her done. Well, that's nice. I haven't forgotten. I still feel bad about it. <laughs> I'm sure you will never forget that kind of... Even if I never actually do it, I will never forget that I was supposed to. Are you writing yourself another reminder to do it? No, I'm drawing a leaf. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Um, that's very cool. I, I was listening to, uh, like, Karen Rontowski and Kira Soltanovich's show, and apparently I, I don't actually follow any of Karen's, like, paranormal Karen stuff. Yeah. But apparently she just puts out a short a week, but it's only a minute long. Cool. So just, like, a minute a week. And it, yes, it does take time to edit everything together and down and whatever. I'd be curious. I'm actually going to watch it now just out of curiosity to see, like, what does that look like. Right. Um, but... That's cool. That seems like a reasonable goal. Yeah, I really, um, I, I, I tend to, like, just get ideas for things and then just let them fester because I don't really have the means to bring them to fruition. And mm-hmm. also just, like, finishing something writing is, is hard because who cares? Like, am I going to get someone to read it or what? Like, mm-hmm. what do I do when it's done? Do I publish it? Or do I perish? Yeah, but if you put it just in, like, almost like a video format or something funny, then it's like that is much more easily digestible for the modern kind of... It's very modern. You know, to actually, instead of like, oh, I'm going to read your blog post, it's like, no, you're going to do like a Katie's Corner. Katie's Corner. Oh, speaking of which, what about your uh, advice column thingy? I never heard back from the guy after I sent him the pitch. (laughs) Dang. Which is rough. Um, Maybe I should follow up and just be like, hey, so if it was that bad, what would you like me to do instead? Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what I said. I was like, hey, I'm giving you more than you asked for, so that's why I I wonder if he didn't... um, write me back, but, uh, mm. also probably just busy, has a life, you yeah, know, people he do. was re- responding to me while he was on vacation and now he's oh. probably come back and had to do more work and yeah. couldn't think about it. So I still really want to find a good name for it, but I just don't know. Has, I've never been able to come up with something, but I also stopped trying cause I didn't want to just feel bad about it. <laughs> Honestly though. Yeah. I don't worry too much when something doesn't come through. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like, whatever. Wasn't a good enough idea. Back I'm, to the drawing board. I'm really glad that you just did the thing, though. That yeah. was really nice, because instead of being like, I guess maybe I could, you're just like, I will do it. And I'll then, pitch it. And, and then they got back to you right away, and then, you know, it's kind of, but who knows, in six months you might be like, oh yeah, that yeah, thing. Exactly. And then by then, maybe some other idea will have shaken loose, and then you'll have I just more. love telling people what to do when it's not directly at them. You yeah. know, like, like here's what I would do if I were you. So I love answering things on, on Reddit. I don't use it very frequently, oh. but... I like the ask credit. I like the relationships 
Reddit subreddit mm-hmm. or whatever because people are just asking questions and fuck they're so insane. There's a uh, there's a whole tweet bot just for exclusively t- tweeting the worst of our relationships, <sighs> which is like. Some of them are so bad. There was one from two weeks ago, and I just got to share it because it was so fucking wild and out there. It's like, so I don't think my my husband, like, has adapted to us having twins at all. He doesn't seem to, like, care about us, me and my, my twins. I read this. Oh, yeah, and uh, so, like, we've hired someone to help us out with them, and so Maria and I were out working in the garden with the girls on the blanket, and my husband was doing yard work, and he disturbed a wasp's nest. Ran past us, picked up his dog, ran into the house, locked the door behind him so that we had to go and hide out in the shed with the babies for an hour. Yeah. And he didn't come and help us. He sat there and made a sandwich. It was just like, cancel, man. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, all other men who don't do stuff like that. You gotta come and get your friends. Yeah. Because, like, she's like, if I didn't have the, like, you know, childcare person with me... Like, I wouldn't have been able to pick up both of them and take them into the shed together. Like, yikes. Yeah. Oh, it's so... Sorry, changing the subject completely just because I had a little brain pop up where it's like, our little niece, Noelle's girl, got stung by a wasp last year and she was like really afraid of bugs and stuff. And the thing that's helping her get over bugs is fucking beet bugs. And so it's like, you know, wonderful comedian Charlie Demers and his little crew singing Beatles songs. And so she'll like... She's so cute, so when she wants to watch a show, like, they turn on Netflix and she goes, bum bum. <laughs> like, she says it? Yeah, like Netflix. Oh. And when she asks for it, and for Beat Bug, she just goes, la, 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 because her theme song is All You Need Is Love, so that's how she asks for it. It's so cute. And then we took her to the butterfly house, and we are like, how's she going to do if she doesn't really like bugs? Butterflies aren't really bugs. Yeah, they're just, they're prettier. And so then we, like... They're like bugs and flowers had a baby. Oh, that's cute. But she really liked it. And then when I was out on the deck with her this morning, like, apparently they've really been working with her because she was too afraid to, like, go outside for a while, like, with ants. And Oh, my goodness. But she's totally, totally getting over it. And today we saw a bee, and we were outside, and she looked up at it. And she kind of did this thing. She, like, shakes her hand because that's where she got stung. So that's her little sign for, like, bugs. And was kind of like, hmm. But then she kind of looked at it. I was like, oh, like, it's a safe bee. Because it was like a big buzzy honeybee, not a wasp. I'm like, that's a safe bee. That's a gentle bee. And it's just looking for some food. And she kind of looked at it and was just like, wow. And then <laughs> really Cute. liked it. And then it wasn't scary. But she Cute. like literally, like we got home from the butterfly thing. She had her nap. She woke up. And she was kind of freaking out and was doing that hand thing. And it's like she was having dreams about all the the bugs oh. and stuff. But then by the next day, like, and she was really scared of that giant tortoise that I posted a picture of. Oh, but it was so cool. It was so cool. A it was like large a, boy. it was a huge fucking tortoise that basically looked like it was made out of wood and it would like make like, like big footprints. Uh, <laughs> and so she was like kind of scared of it in the moment. But then the next day she like saw the video and was just like, yay, yay, yay. Like, so this That's little so kid cool. is like integrating all the shit that we saw yesterday. Like she's learning so fast and it was just a joy to like watch her process all of that. That's like so much. To, like, God, I love her so much. Oh my God. Children watching them take everything in and just like, I think about it. And then I think about all of it at once. And it makes my head want to yeah. blow up. But like, man, Lenoel and I just talked about parenting a lot this week and just, she's doing such an amazing job and just talking about like reacting to kids and, like, giving them more context and stuff. So then I decided to try it. I'm like, you know, instead of just saying, no, don't do that, you just go like, hey, you know, I don't think that's a good idea to do that. Or, 
instead of just going like, no, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're like, I don't know why. So they keep trying it again to push the boundaries. And like you explain it like, um, hey, like we uh, please hold that with both hands because if it falls, it's going to make a loud noise and it might break and that would be sharp and whatever. And then she does it like she understands even if she can't talk as well, like yet because she's still really little. But they fucking understand context, and so it's like, don't deprive your kids of context. It's really important. It's very important. And then when they're actually in, like, danger, she, like, picks up a knife from the counter or something, and you go, no! Like, then she's like, holy fuck. Okay. (laughs) So, I don't know. Yeah. It was just really cute. I always want babies all the time. (laughs) the remembering the amount of no's I heard as a small person and didn't really know what to do with them. Yeah. It's like no, but why? Don't ask. Don't you don't ask that. Yeah, because I said so. It's like mm, not helpful in terms of learning how to be a good citizen. <laughs> but children are also very annoying, so it is easy to lose your patience. With yeah, them. I can imagine so. I can imagine so. Anyway, it was really nice though to spend some time She's with better that than little most babies. Yeah, <laughs> it was, we were making She's a friend. Better than it's regulars. Like, it's like a lesser baby wouldn't have done as well. <laughs> a lesser baby would have been uglier. <laughs> I love all of my friends' kids very, very much. They're yeah, because our great. friends don't have any ugly fucking kids. <laughs> oh my god. Katie. Katie. You're, you're the best. And the worst. Yeah. But it's fine. It's okay. We're all everything. We're all multifaceted. Oh, fuck off. Okay. Okay. Love you. Bye. bye. <laughs>